That is a story about surprise. Folks in that Christmas story were surprised by what happened. It's also a story about good news. And, and everyone likes to share stories uh, about good news, especially if there's a surprise to go along with it. My brother, John, and his wife were preparing for their first child 18 years ago this week. They were expecting a girl. So I can remember very clearly, this week especially, when my brother called me up and said, Emily is a boy. <laughs> Those ultrasounds can't see everything, let's just put it that way. The pageant this morning is about the good news of a baby about to be born who is also associated with a surprise. Certainly a surprise for Mary and for Joseph. Their Joseph is betrothed to be married and Mary is found to be with child. Surprise! Now, Joseph, being a righteous man, as the story goes, let, decided to let her go quietly. But before he does so, an angel, a messenger from God, comes to him in a dream and says those words that define the Christmas story. Don't be afraid. Those words that ripple from the Christmas story and intersect with our story. The messenger says, take Mary to be your wife, for the child conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. How would you respond to this? Uh, what would you have done hearing those words? You can imagine that this is no easy thing for Mary and for Joseph to believe is happening in their life, that God can so personally and so intimately appear in the life of someone and ask that for that someone to have their life changed completely and to face challenges that seem impossible to overcome. But uh, God asks that of Mary and Joseph, and God asks it of you and of me. God asks of us, as God did of Mary and Joseph, to let God in. To see how intimately connected we are to God and to let that trust and that faith guide and change our life. God says, here I am in this Christmas story. Here I am ready Let's go. And just like Mary and Joseph, when we first hear that, we are afraid. We are perplexed. We are uncertain about what that means in our life. But we will never overcome that fear without, as Joseph and Mary did, without hearing and believing God's call for our life, that it is for us, as sure as it is, for those, that young couple long, long ago. God needs to almost convince us as 
uh, convince us of God's presence with us, again, like God did for Mary and Joseph, God, I believe, is at work doing that every day for us. God is at work in small and in big ways, through the voice of a friend, through a church community, through a beauty we experience in nature, God is trying to convince us of God's presence with us. That message is there for us. God says to Joseph and says to you and me, don't be afraid, let me in, I am yours and you are mine. God wants to raise us up. And so often, especially on those days, we don't have Christmas pageants that make us smile. God wants to raise us up, and yet we can feel down. We can feel tempted to be hopeless. We can feel tempted to feel insignificant and feel small. I remember a story I read once of the famous Supreme Court Just Justice, Dr. Oliver Wendell Holmes. Dr. Holmes was a very short man. One time he went to an event uh, a meeting when he was the shortest person present and one of his friends uh, teased him, Dr. Holmes, I should think you'd feel rather small amongst us big men. And Dr. Holmes responded, I do. I feel like a dime amongst pennies. <laughs> Despite how little that we feel in the midst of this vast world. And this is important, this is what we teach to our children, the children of this church every Sunday. And as children of God, we have to hear this message, despite how little we might feel in the midst of this vast world that we're a part of, God puts a measurable value in us. No matter who we are, God puts a measurable value in us, in God's presence alive in us. That Holy Spirit wasn't just a gift to Mary and to Joseph a long, long time ago. That Holy Spirit, that living presence of God is a gift to us today. And a trust in this is what led Mary and Joseph to believe in the unbelievable in their life. They believed that God was coming alive in the midst of their life and they want, were going, weren't going to care what anyone else thought or said or did. They were going to let God in and see what God could do. If we have the strength to do the same, our lives will be changed as well. We don't have to be in a manger. We don't have to be in a Christmas pageant. But that's the story of this pageant. Those children wanted us to remember that story and the depth of that story and the beauty of that reading and those, that singing. That we can't be afraid to believe in the unbelievable power of God at work in our lives, in your life even in their own self-doubt, Joseph and Mary had no doubt in what God could do in their life. 
And you should have no doubt in what God can do in your life. In our common lives, an uncommon God lives and wants you to know it. In our common lives, this Christmas pageant reminds us that an uncommon God lives and wants us to know it. The name Jesus itself reminds us of this. It is the Greek form of one of the most common of Jewish names, Joshua. It is a connection to all people. In, in, in Advent, we remind us that in the word Emmanuel, it is, as the prophet said, it is about God being with us. The Christmas story is God saying to us, I am with you. Yes, I mean you. Do you believe that? That's the Christmas question. That's the question that Christmas puts before us every time it comes around. When Joseph awoke from his dream, he did believe that. He actually did believe that. We are called to wake up as well to what God is doing in our lives, to get over that cloud of doubt to feel God's intimate pull in our life. You know, historians have said that Christ's birth was clearly the most important event in the history of the world. Christ's birth changed the world more than any other event ever. But what God cares about today is how it changes you. What God cares about today is how is Jesus' life important to you? This is what it's about. God is with you. We, you and I, can take on anything this world has to throw at us, even death itself. And God in this Christmas story wants to say to you, I am with you. God is with you. I'm going to keep saying it until I convince you and me. God is with you. And if we really believe it, how should we live? We should live in a way that those who know you, that don't know God, will know God because they know you. Did you get that? Those who know you will know God because they know God through you. Do people see God in you? Do people feel God through you? Do people know that God is with them because they see how you live believing that God is with you? Just like the children did for us this morning, we need to share it. We need to sing it. We need to say it. We need to live it. We need to breathe it. 
and we need to come alive because of it. Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, on this beautiful Sunday, as we've rejoiced with the children in that wonderful pageant, we come before you on this and every Sunday, seeking and searching for that light that shines for us. We know, dear God, there are folks here, many of all of us at times, who feel overwhelmed, who feel burdened, who feel lost or afraid. Help us all to hear your message, to know your gospel truth, to remember you are with us through both the good surprises and the bad surprises of our life. That you have good news of great joy that breaks through it all, that overwhelms us with a love and a hope and a joy and a peace that nothing in all creation can separate us from. We are more than conquerors through you who have loved us through the story of Christmas and in the story of our lives. We pray these prayers in Jesus' name. Amen. And now let's join together in singing on page 230. We're going to finish up O Little Town of Bethlehem. We'll sing actually the third and fourth verses on page 230 of your red hymnal, O Little Town of Bethlehem, just verses three and four. Please stand if you are able. Thank you. 